0: Anyway, uh, alright, so I am uh, obviously Matt Wyborski. I have sitting here with me my good friend Tyler Cheek. Tyler, why don't you tell me what we're doing here tonight?
1: Yeah, so we we have loved the Anderson Dynasty League, uh, just the dynamic of the people in the league, and we really wanted to try to do something fun, Uh, so we decided to do a podcast where we'll spend like 30 minutes each week just talking about the league in a whole, uh, drinking beer or whiskey and also just talking about recent activity in the league um it's kind of just hot takes on trades that are going to be happening we assume there will be a lot um waiver wire pickups, stuff like that um just kind of hot players
0: yeah so i mean i think it's pretty safe to say that we're gonna you know give our opinions and then pretty much just roast griffin every week right? yeah pretty much every week okay that'll great. basically be it well with, the, with that <laughs> let's get into it Instant reaction to the intro song. I know you've never heard it before. Give me your reaction.
1: I love it. It's so heavy. It makes
0: me so happy. The the title of that track is Demilitarized Zone. (laughs) Just just to preface where that lands. To get political
1: as well as just informational. It's (laughs) super
0: relevant to our current president. That's
1: for sure.
0: Okay. So, uh, to kick off this first episode, since it's right after we're done picking all of our draft slots, we wanted to talk about the draft pick selection method. Mm. Uh, So, the method, if you were under a rock because you're in this league, so you literally had to go through it, was everyone was randomly assigned World Cup teams. You got two of them. The further your team went, the higher draft pick slot you got. Now, full disclosure... I thought it was just like France number one, you are number one. I didn't realize it was yeah. you get to pick, which I really liked. Choose your slot. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that choosing
1: your slot. So uh, give, give me your thoughts on that. What do you What do you think about that? I, I actually loved it a lot. I've always, I've always been a little into the World Cup because it's the World Cup and America was usually in it. But this year America wasn't. Of course. So for me it was like, why is this... Stupid sport, even on TV. What am I even watching? I don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah, but so this I loved because it got me into it. It got me thinking about like, oh, I was rooting for teams that I didn't really. I mean, I had Brazil, so I was kind of the author stacked in my favor. I mean,
0: like, like how bad did it feel to root for Neymar? Yeah, like, right. Like yeah, he's exactly. on the ground
1: every five seconds. The guy's a flop. He's, all a, the time. he's a coward. <laughs> he's a he's a bonafide turncoat. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good method. Yeah,
0: for it. I, I loved it. I thought. So, so like, one of my least favorite things in the world is someone who claims that they can watch a sport without cheering for a team. Because, like, to me, if you're that person, I'd never want to hang out with you. That's, like, the most vanilla thing ever. Like, that person and the person who bets the under. Like, I never want to watch. (laughs) Like, who does that? Who wants to like not see point score? Those are boring. Oh, yeah. So, so I loved it. It was a great way to like be cheering. Obviously, my I had Croatia, so it was super fun to like be oh, in yeah, on I'm the World Cup. The underdog, yeah. It got a little cash so in there to like double down on them. That did not work <laughs> out for me. But uh, over overall, I, I really loved it. So yeah. I thought it was a good decision. So, uh, nice job, good call, Comish. Yes, <laughs> one of the few. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. That's just that's just that's just who I am. Uh, so, so we're gonna give this a round two. So, it, here's what happened. Right after we were done talking about the World Cup stuff, my laptop turned like went like went into sleep mode, Boom. and but the light on the microphone stayed blue. So I thought we were good. We, we did. We didn't record a podcast, <laughs> and we went through the whole thing. It was probably like best the, take ever. It was the best forty minutes we'll ever produce on the show. But the only person that will ever hear it is Chris Matre and my cat. So <laughs> nothing was recorded. Uh, yeah. So that that that's pretty rough. But what we're gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna restart. So Tyler, Picking after up. you had your draft spot from the World Cup selection, what was your strategy once you had your selection?
1: Yeah, for me, my strategy initially was, and Tyler Griffin can attest to this, my strategy was going for the 12 spot. I love the idea of Saquon. Yes, he makes me nervous being a rookie, but uh, I love the idea of, you know, in all redraft leagues, Saquon is going in the first round. So I love the idea of getting essentially two first rounders with that 12 spot. Um, that didn't fall to me. Uh, unfortunately, we'll talk about this in a minute. Britt made a huge trade with Ty. Yeah, I was going to say, let, let, um, I, I want to save, I got, some, I got some takes on Saquon. Let's just <laughs> save it there. Yeah, we'll save that for then. Um, so I ended up with the seventh pick uh, in, in the draft itself. So I had number four uh, pick selection, and I chose number seven for the reason of, I. when it comes to fantasy football, I like a really well-balanced team. I don't like a team that has a super strong Rb1 and a kind of wide receiver one two fringe um, and that's why I chose the seven I, I want to have two you know RB ones or a, a running back one and a wide receiver one that I can depend on week by week I don't want to think about it especially in dynasty yeah I don't want to think about it at all
0: yeah I think dynasty makes it bigger I, I do think it's hard to ignore when you sometimes when you see stats of like you know in 2016 85 percent of winning rosters had David oh, yeah. Johnson. Yeah, stuff like that. Or like last year I think it was like 60% of rosters had Todd Gurley. Shout yep. out to my work league where I had Todd Gurley. Or like 65% of winning rosters had Gronk. Shout out to my work league where I also had Gronk. <laughs> I won that league by a mile. Uh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think Britain's move was obviously huge. We'll talk about it there. I had the number 2 slot because of Croatia.
1: A was, miracle. I, miracle on
0: ice. It was a it was it was not on ice, but it was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I for sure thought they were going to pull it out. I was super depressed. I had money on the game, so that was a little... That oh, made it hurt gosh. even more. Uh, but, you know, it's it's fine. So so I had the number two slot, and honestly, with the number two slot, I, I just immediately... I, I looked at Saquon Barkley for about 10 seconds, and then I was like, what am I doing? Like, Ezekiel... Everyone hopes that Saquon Bar- Barkley will be Ezekiel Elliott, or, like, will be Todd Gurley. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just have Todd Curley or Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I want what I know. Yep. And, and and you know what? I, I like the thing about the uh, having a balanced team, but I actually like draft, drafting at the head because I like having those like big game-winning players. Oh, yeah. But it does start to hurt if you pick up a... Uh, if you get that guy injured or like last year when Zeke got suspended. Oh, kind of, yeah. like, that was rough. And In one of my leagues, I had him because I got him in the beginning of the fourth and I held on to him and got like, a couple weeks out of him. It was just it was just pain. Or so, suspensions. Oh dude, it was Don't even talk to it God. was it was miserable. <laughs> so, um so so for me I was just like I want to go to the top of the draft. I want this top tier guy. I want yeah. Todd Gurley, I want Zeke. Um and you know what? There's nothing that anyone can do about me taking those guys cuz Joe can't pick twice. So, <laughs> uh so that that is uh, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Um so yeah, unless Griffin just makes some crazy trade. miracle trade. He would literally have to mortgage rounds what 5 through 15
1: get two first two two one ones i don't how does that work that doesn't work it doesn't work It doesn't work. <laughs> it's not possible
0: uh oh shout out to griffin for asking if he could trade away his 2020 uh wait no oh, he, he, he's already looking in the future yeah, he, Multiple was like, years. He, he was like he was like well I, I, I assume this is this year's toast can i trade my 2020 rookie slot <laughs> just giving <it> up <laughs> no. give it up early <laughs> uh, yeah really throwing in the towel love it love it he, he's for sure he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna tank the market <laughs> uh <laughs> He's in bed with the government. I'm sure Britain will give him a bailout or something. <laughs> um, Alright, so let's jump into the league activity. So every week what I want to do is cover the league activity, trades that are going to be happening, yes. waiver wire pickups that are going to be happening. Bef- before the season, there's not a whole lot of that, or yeah. or so we thought. When, when, there would not be. He, yeah, I was sure. just thinking everyone was just gonna take their lumps from the World Cup and pick their spots. That's not what happened. I'm actually glad that's not what happened because it gives us something interesting to talk about. So, yeah. so let's go through Britain's trade. So Britt trades Ty for the right to pick his draft slot third. Mm-hmm. And he's and know, he knows that Joey and I have already picked one and two. Mm-hmm. So basically what he trades Ty for is a fourth he Britain gives away a fourth round pick to get the twelfth spot in the regular draft and to be able to draft first in the rookie draft, which we all assume will be Saquon Barkley. Yes. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that?
1: I think I, 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 I go back and forth on it constantly because I think Saquon can be the Zeke talent that, that everyone talks about constantly in every NFL draft. Since Zeke, that, that is what everyone compares the top running back to. It is, is he the next Zeke? And I think he can be. But, uh, and Big Butt, I think he's on a team that doesn't necessarily need him to be that. Uh, he's he's going to a team that, yes, Eli's old, is all get out. And Peyton, when he got old, he friggin' died. He was terrible. <laughs> like, his neck went out and his whole body gave up afterward. Um, he was a terrible quarterback. And I don't <laughs> see true. Eli being a great quarterback. Look, look well, at,
0: Eli was, first off, Eli was never a great
1: quarterback. Yeah, he like, was never great. He, he won had a Super that, Bowl. He won that
0: Super Bowl, oh, yeah. but like... Let's Doesn't, be honest. Do we all actually know how he won that Super Bowl? Brandon no. Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. He had, he, he had terrible. He effectively had the Hulk running the ball for yeah.
1: him. Uh, so for that reason, it, it, Saquon actually makes me super nervous because I could easily see the Giants transitioning to this team of going after another early rookie pick next year, and, and I don't think they're going to be a plus five hundred team necessarily. Like I think Odell is great. I think Ingram's great. I think Saquon's great. But at the end of the day, your quarterback touches the ball every single play. And If your quarterback's terrible, you can't change that. That's right. That's exactly right. So that makes me super nervous. I think because of that, Ty wins in this trade because he's getting an extra fourth rounder, and he's going to get a fourth rounder that's on a team that is good. Oh yeah. You know oh, he's yeah. not losing out. He still gets a first round pick. He gets a second round. He gets a third round. And then he gets two fourth rounders. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is he's it's not, not giving like, up much.
0: It's well, the, he didn't give up any picks. Yeah. I mean. Giving up your twenty fifth pick—that's like, nothing. Like I—I I mean honestly, I'll be auto drafting after eleven. Like I just, like who are who knows these people after that <laughs> point? Like I feel like there's a gift that could go with that. <laughs> but like, I mean, to get two fourth round round picks—that's power. That's I mean that's huge. that's two RB twos. That's an RB two, a wide receiver two on good teams, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about picking up starting running backs on decent teams, not studs, yeah. but you're talking about like yeah. you're talking about good players coming guys out of here. You know that will be good. And yeah, and that's that's the thing, guys that are proven to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I think that you can view the trade from two ways. It's like, did would you, if you were Britain, would you draft Saquon Barkley in the first first round or in the fourth round? Absolutely, you would, and th- mm-hmm. and that's kind of one way to look at it. Uh, the other way to look at it is, do you want two fourth round picks? I think absolutely. Oh yeah. And so I, me, I would take tie side for everything that you said about the Giants. I think not only that, like we're talking about a rookie not going into it. I mean, everyone like okay, the the like you know the 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 rumor out there is that the Giants are this high powered offense. They're not like They're they, not. they 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 uh, like okay. List the names: Evan Ingram, Odell, Saquon Barkley. Like great. N- Evan Ingram is the only one that's done anything in yep. the last two years. two years. Odell Beckham has barely even played football.
1: He's been injured. He's been injured. And Which, so... Don't get me wrong. I know everyone's going to get all pissy about it. Odell's a great talent. Oh, he's a freak, but he hasn't done anything he, in a while. You don't know what he's going to do
0: when he, he comes was a back. Freak. Yeah, yeah, you have no yeah. idea who this guy is anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you can assume he's good. Would I take yeah. it? Would I take him in the first round? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd be stupid not to.
0: But like you said, your quarterback's touching the ball, and honestly, your defense is bad. Mm-hmm. And what we know about how game scripts go for running backs when they're on teams with bad defenses is they don't get to touch the ball as much. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, that that makes me not super high on Saquon Barkley. If he fell to me in the back of the first, absolutely I'd take oh. him. But do I view him as highly? So, so if, I, if I imagine myself in Brit's spot, uh, I would rather have the number three pick than, say, one Barkley. That, that's what I'd rather yeah. have. Now he had to give up a fourth round. So I think you've got to take the risk once oh, you yeah. give up your fourth round pick for that. But but that, that's the risk he chose to take. So, so I don't think there's a super clear winner. I would take Ty's side. But yeah, I think well. that we could easily see a world where Britain comes out ahead in totally. this. Totally.
1: Yeah. I think at the end of the year, we'll it we'll be able to look back and see, wow, Ty did not win this at all, and Britain destroyed him. That yep. was an amazing trade, or vice versa. Britain really regrets his trade, and he's stuck with Saquon for four to five more years. <laughs> right. And really hates that he did this at the start of the dynasty. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited most about that trade because of the implications of it. Yep, yep. I think I think it's an exciting one.
0: So, uh, the, uh, the best, the best trade, and by best I don't mean useful, I don't mean good <laughs> at fantasy, I mean best for me to witness, because of the just initial, Most entertaining, just the lashback, just, just, <laughs> wow, just the, the sheer reactions.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. From
0: myself included, I was, I, I laughed out loud at Griffin's life. I may, may have given a, what the?
1: No. I was shocked. Are you serious?
0: I was shocked. Now, full disclosure, I did think that he gave up like a second round pick. But, so, uh, Griffin's trade, (laughs) the the reality of Griffin's trade is that he gave up his 10th round pick. So he moved up to the 8th round. He got an 8th round pick from Matre, and then he gave away his pick slot to Matre. Matre had the last pick because he's terrible at random number generators, apparently, which I'm (laughs) attributing to him uh, because it's a character flaw of Chris's. Uh, so, Matre had last pick. Griffin now moves up to sixth. And then does... Well, no, sorry. Griffin moves back. Matre makes a rational decision. Yes. So, give me your give me your thoughts on this trade. What was your initial
1: reaction? So, my, my first thought was, this is so dumb. Thank you. Like, Thank you. So, when when it got turned to my turn to pick, my draft slot, what I immediately did is I reached out to Corey Benson. Yep. I said, hey, if I can get... I'm okay with multiple spots here. If I can get Corey to give me a round, any round, even the tenth round, for a draft like to jump ahead a round to, to decide when he gets the pick, totally fine. I'm great with that. Yep. Griff jumped back to the twelfth, which means he no longer gets the pick. Yeah. For me, that was like tenth and eleventh. Yep. Those are the in my opinion, when I've done mock drafts, those are the worst spots to draft from. This because year or every year? Just this year.
0: Yeah, I think this year it's I think I think it's rough.
1: Yeah, they're rough years because you're looking at Leonard Fournette and Cream Hunt in the first round, mm-hmm. and I don't like those guys. I don't like them as my RB1. I had Leonard Fournette on one of my teams all last year, and every year, or every week, sorry, he was questionable. Yep. Not like, maybe he's going to play, probable. so it wasn't terrible, but... He was questionable every week, so every week I was on edge thinking, "Is my RB one
0: gonna actually play?" And those are like the worst players that. to have because, like, so I had Des Bryant yeah. last year in the league, and every week you're like sitting there in church trying to like figure out if this dude's actually gonna start, <laughs> and like you know, you and like you're you, you know you're at church but it's you're terrible. taking a dump, and so you're trying to sit there and like figure out what's happening. Yeah. And it's just it's it's, just, it's a horrible position to be in. So you don't you want to don't want the injury guys. So you don't yeah. want Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt for some reason Andy Reid just decides that he's like he's a, going to a, bench him. Yeah, he's yeah. like hey Kareem fuck you take a rest week best player on our team. Yeah.
1: I don't know what that is. But so for that reason I was like why is Griffin doing this? He has screwed himself so much that is the worst spot to draft from. What a fool. But it panned out so well. It, he got so lucky. He got he so He got lucky. incredibly lucky, ended up with the 5th pick in the draft which he dropped a slot. It's not bad. He, he literally dropped one slot yeah. and he moved up two rounds, which
0: I actually think ends up being totally worth it. I think Griffin wins that trade. Now, absolutely. Now, do I think that philosophically Griffin made a good trade? No. no. Absolutely <laughs> not. But I think that either he's a mind reader and can read the craziness of these people who want the 10th and 11th, Which, like, because the rookies aren't that great in those roles either. I mean, those rookies, like, Saquon Barkley makes sense. That's a first-round draft pick. Absolutely. I mean, the rest of the rookies, you're dropping back to, like, late third, early fourth if you're reaching. In a redraft. Yeah, Yeah. in a redraft. If you're reaching, like, I'm not really all about that. Some of them don't even have starting jobs. Like, I really don't get taking those slots. And they're my least favorite. Like it's, to me, it's like the worst of both worlds. Oh, yeah. It's like you're you're gonna draft Kareem Hunt and then pick a rookie that like might not have a starting job. Yep. So like that's weird. Too risky. Yeah, no, yeah. a lot of risk. A lot, yeah. So then, how Griffin ended up with this, I just I just don't know. He made a bad move and it and it paid out. Paid off. So I, th- I think I think Gotta give th- credit to him. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's anything to be learned from this, it's that Griffin can be taken advantage of. <laughs> it's that I am targeting Tyler Griffin for all my trades? If I need to unload some straight garbage, I know <laughs> who I am sending my first offers to because I feel like he's going to take
1: them. He does. He does love the trade, and I love that about him. But like I, you love to trade. I love to trade. But like the only reason I to play trade fantasy with, is with. <laughs> It's for the trade.
0: I love the trade. But I know that, like, you suck to trade with because you and I have never been in a league before together. Oh, yeah. And so all well, we, we do is sit there and debate trades all day. Oh, yeah. And we're both, like, we want to win hard in trades. Oh, I want to win. I feel no, like... I'm all about the win. Griffin wants to, like, bet that he's going to roll a snake eyes on three <laughs> dice. Like, I don't understand what the man's doing. He's a wild card. He's a wild card. To say the least. But so it worked out... Great trade, Griffin. I guess keep doing what you're doing. I'll be sending some shit your way. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I I think I think it worked out. So I, I thought it that de- was it, that it was the did. spicy trade of the preseason. We'll see if there's any more movements. Oh, Griffin's I, yeah. already trying to trade his 2020 slots, 2021.
1: <laughs> I I don't even I don't even want to go down that road. Really. All I can that say just... is I really
0: hope that we start pushing the buy-in up. Like it's like if you want to trade, maybe maybe what we do, and maybe this is another thing. If you want to trade a year ahead, you actually pay double in. I and like the idea. That's a good... And maybe it, like, all goes to a secret fund of, like... Oh, a little bourbon for the
1: winner kind of party thing. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Or, or like, yeah. draft party fund, some kind of shit that's like a good that. That's idea, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm the guy... I want to push these entry fees up to, like, 200, 300 bucks. I want yeah, it to hurt.
1: Maybe slow down.
0: I but... mean, <laughs> I want to be, like... I want to have a reason to, like, do a line of Coke on Sunday while I'm take freaking a, out. Take <laughs> a loan out, you know? Really invest. Yeah. Like, I really want to be, like, cash back... Like, cash advancing my credit cards. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh... So, that was a phenomenal Griffin roast. Really proud of our first week. <laughs> really, really proud. Of Just it. loved it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. So, uh, the other piece that we want to get into is so. So, we'll do every single week. We'll do trade discussion. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of trades in this league. Oh, not gosh, only because yeah. the people that are there, because the waiver wire is effectively going to be filled with like you might like. I it's might as be well garbage. be on the waiver wire. Yeah. If we're talking about thirty man rosters, which we'll talk about next week. Uh, yeah. But so let's get into the yeah. roster size discussion. In regards to the starters. Yes. So if Ty can figure out how to open up the app and vote, it's gonna be three wide outs. But who knows if that'll well, ever nobody happen. Nobody knows if Ty can do that. But let's just let's just let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> it's three wide receivers, He's two flex. Out how to log in. <laughs> yeah, Ty <laughs> Ty, if you need your daughters to show you how to use your phone, I can call Kathy. Uh, got him. I even got the voice of public opinion back here. (laughs) Uh, So so the starting roster size, we're going to have a big starting roster is what it looks like. So we're talking about three wide receiver, two flex. Let me tell you what I'm really glad doesn't exist. I'm really glad there's no two quarterbacks.
1: Gosh, I think Joe
0: Zypher correctly called the wambulance on me. I was not happy that that was even in the discussion. I think two quarterback leagues are ridiculous. I think they're especially ridiculous in Dynasty with 30-man benches where you can lock up all the quarterbacks it be it would be horrible it i would, would have be...
1: drafted four quarterbacks
0: oh yeah instantly and then Absolutely. i would have i would have laughed hysterically and traded griffin for potato chips I would have for all of
1: them. <laughs> I would have had 7
0: oh i mean you could have, you could have just owned the league so anyway right. that's not here nor there uh, i'm glad kicker and defense we have defense though yeah we you, do you want. Yeah. i'm glad that they're I, I don't care that strongly about those I, i'm fine yeah but uh, three wide receiver two flex so so we're upping the starters big time why don't you give me your take on three wide outs two flex and together
1: yeah, so for, for three wide outs and, and two flex, what the, what the current setting is, I I, I honestly, I don't love it uh, for, for this reason. I think with the third wide receiver slot, what that means is that either the third wide receiver or one of the two flex is essentially like another kicker. And then the biggest thing that I've seen in every fantasy league that I've ever played in, in every you know, chat or like, Forum about fantasy football. The biggest thing that people complain about is kickers. Mm-hmm. Kickers are a boomer bust position. Yeah, every week, like I mean, you have your tried and true like. I mean, even if you have Justin Tucker though, like you don't know if he's yeah.
0: randomly going to put up a sixty yarder and get himself six points, and yeah. then like also have another like three extra points.
1: Like next thing you know, Justin Tucker's outscoring quarterbacks. Yeah, and you're like, a- exactly. what's happening? Like what, what? How is that possible? How is a kicker outscoring a quarterback? Like even your best kickers aren't consistent. Like. No. Adam Vinatieri, freaking Iceman, Mr. Automatic, he's not consistent. Right. And he'll have weeks where he puts up two points because the Colts are terrible. Right. And he'll have weeks where he puts up 20 points. Yep. Where, like, the Colts are getting to the 40 and he's kicking 50s all freaking day. Yep. Um. And so, for that reason, I don't like it. I, I think that... So, you it, think
0: three wideouts are... More like kickers because of what? Because they score so low, and then touchdowns effectively become these big field goals. Yes,
1: okay. yeah, exactly. Where it's a one big play. It, yep. That that's where a lot of the drafts that I've seen, and a lot of the the teams that I have put together, and doing mock drafts, it that's what that third wide receiver is, or one of those flexes. Yeah. Where it's like, oh wow, this guy randomly put up this huge week, or will randomly put up this huge week, but I don't actually depend on him. And right. I hate starting him. Yep. That's what I hate about it. So, for that reason, I, want, I would love to go down to two wide receivers um, and two flex. That way, you know, you still have that option of, do I want to start a wide receiver three, running back three, or a tight end two? That's right. You have That's the right. flexibility. That's
0: right. And I think two wide receiver, two flex would be a lot more rational for the people yeah. who... And, and I get that, like, a huge piece of the league wants to do bigger rosters. I'd yep. be perfectly happy with one flex. I know we're going to have a lot of guys on our bench, but yep. the reason that they're going to be on our bench is because they suck. That's yep. why, And, like, they're not fantasy assets. The future but but Me. okay but even in the future right i mean like if you look at fantasy football over the history like it it's not like it's not like in 5 years there will now all of a sudden be 150 fantasy valuable assets yep it's not what happens guys retire guys get hurt guys quit they go to bad teams whatever like the same number of fantasy players are available every single year that are like assets and mm-hmm. that's why the standard leagues are always two wide receiver one flex one tight end two running back one quarterback by like, weeks bi weeks are going to suck too. bi weeks oh, are yeah. going to be so hard it, when you start Girl to like st- when you start to stack them up, and the way the NFL is doing it, where they're putting them all in the same week, yep. is like they're going to be they're going to be rough. Like we're going to be digging the bottom of the barrel. Last uh, that's not my that's not my biggest concern. I don't want to have to fill more roster spots with bye weeks. Oh yeah I, mean, would be be, yeah, I mean I'm going to be brutal. Yeah, I mean I'm going to be starting like no one. But oh, so so bad. the the thing for me that I really don't like about how this plays out mathematically is that if you look at so if you do two wide receiver two flex one tight end. Why do I always say this in a weird order? Two running back, two wide receiver, one flex, one tight end. That's 72 starting position players. Mm -hmm. If you add this extra wide receiver and flex and treat everyone as a flex-ish, you're talking about you're adding 24 players. Yeah. And so these players are going to be flex-ranked 73 through 96. And if you look at these guys, they average seven points a week, which, like, on – Face value, you're like, okay, scores go up to, by 14 yeah. points.
1: Seven points isn't bad, Yeah,
0: right? It's not bad, but that's not what happens. That's not true. Because <laughs> the standard deviation for these guys on average is five and a half points. It's a touchdown. That means in like 70% of the games, they either aren't scoring a touchdown scoring or two points. are scoring a touchdown. Yeah. They're either going to score one or like 10 yep. on like some 30-yard whatever because it's going to be a blown coverage mm-hmm. on a third down where they go three wide. And try and run a screen or like fake a screen or something, like that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly yep. who these guys are. I mean, we're talking about like, you're going to be every single week starting Richard Matthews. Like, you know, you know who he was last week. It was like he was always on the waiver wire. he was like 40 percent owned, and people yep. were just randomly taking shots like, does he get a touchdown this week? And like, oh, he's playing the Jets, he'll probably get a mm-hmm. touchdown this week. Like, Everyone
1: scores on the jets. Yeah, like
0: that's literally all it was. Uh, Cameron Brait. Uh, Ke- Keelan Cole Orleans Darkwa LeGarrette Blunt, like Sterling Shepard these are the guys we're talking about making every single the week every starters. week start. yeah you gotta fire them up every week and like the guys after this it's not like there's like these guys after this that are like lurking in the shadows that are better like the real the, the reality is you're gonna be looking at like Richard Matthews and Brandon LaFell Oh, and God, trying so. to figure out who gets the starting like who gets the starting job. That's because, brutal. Yeah, that's horrible. That's yeah. not even. And not only is it like brutal to choose, it's a coin flip. Yeah, because each, totally of gonna, flip. each of them is going to each of them is going to score four touchdowns a week, and you hope it's not the same week, and you hope you pick the right one. Yep. So overall, I'm not a huge fan. I, I I'm in a three wide out league. I don't like it. Um, it basically means that I pick three wide receiver early and pray they don't get hurt. Oh, and yeah. if they don't get hurt, I dominate the league. Yep. Uh, and if they do, then you know you're in last place. Uh, so. I'm not not a huge fan of this. Again, if you and if you also to bring it back to the stats piece, if you compare standard deviation to score, so it's almost one to one mm-hmm. for these back like back of the pack guys. If you look at the top end guys, their standard deviation is only about 40% of their score, which means that they consistently score high. And when they have those big games, they actually have less variation in their games than these back-of-the-pack guys. So they're actually way more predictable, even mm-hmm. though they can put up crazy numbers that can win you weeks. Yeah. Because um, you expect them to do that. Yeah. So, not a big fan of the three wide out. I would like to see it go back to two and two. I would, uh, if I were to compromise, which I just firmly believe is two people losing, but I'll do it, I would go two wide receiver, two flex. That'd be my pick.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good middle ground. And just for clarity and kind of a complete transparency on this, some of the guys that are in this, you know, 72 to 93 range from last year are guys like Amari Cooper, Kyle Rudolph, Muhammad Sanu, uh, Jameson Crowder, Marquise Lee, Tari- Tariq Cohen. it's Tariq Cohen. Well, so if we jump
0: into those guys, though, real quick. So, like, Amari Cooper was a dumpster fire last year. He
1: was, exactly. But when you see him, you're like... Oh, that guy, he was drafted in the third round. Yeah. That was a late pick. You yeah, got yeah. you got him in the third You Bruce, were lucky. You're, you're his not his gonna see would cut off. You're not you're not gonna see
0: him there again. But like a Kyle yeah. Rudolph, I think, is a perfect example. Yeah. Because Kyle Rudolph is like a guy who's who's split in time. Uh right? No. Am I crazy? No, No, Kyle Rudolph's the main. Okay. Guy. Yeah. Well so that makes my that makes my point even more. So he's a guy yeah. who's a starting tight end. It was based and I had Kyle Rudolph in a league last year, yeah, because every week he's projected to score a touchdown and he only scores a touchdown like six weeks out of the year and it freaking pisses me off. And so now you're going to be like tempted to fly him up as this flex and it's going to be
1: it's going to be it's not going to be good. Yeah. So yeah, for that reason, I, yeah, I'm the I'm the same way on it. Is like some of these names sound really good when I saw them initially. I was like, man, Rex Burkett is on the list. Last Dude, year, I think Re- not this year. I-, I think Rex Burkhead will be better this year. I think he'll be better. But I don't think he's going to be the guy that he was last year. Think about who had him on your, If you had him on your team, or if you had some of these guys on your teams last year, remember... How much you didn't like them. Right. That's, That's right. what I think about That's this. right. You're you're not talking about like, oh, I
0: never got to start my favorite players. Yeah. What you're actually talking about now is, oh my god, I have to start these guys that I hate.
1: Yeah. I hated <laughs> starting them last year. Why did I have to start them? Oh great. Now I have to start them. right.
0: You gotta start Rex Burkhead, who's either gonna get two touchdowns or zero touchdowns, and consequently, yep. he's gonna get a bunch of points or no points. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna happen.
1: Gonna exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that uh that wraps up our league discussion. Uh I think where we're gonna head now. So 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 all of this, that, that's a pretty hot take on, the, on those positions. Uh, what I do want to say is that one of the reasons that we're doing this is that we actually wanted to start – longer-form discussion about fantasy football, things like this, because this is the fun stuff to argue about in fantasy football, and I love arguing. Um, And so like, we're publishing this through Anchor.fm, and that's probably how you're listening to this. You can respond with your own voice clips. So you can literally just be like, oh my god, Matt Wyborski is an idiot, and I'll be like, (laughs) get in line. And you just record a voice clip, and we'll play it next time we're on, and we'll respond to it and start to talk to it. Um, If you want to just text me, email me, and Cheek, Uh, If you want to start the conversation in the group, me, like, this is just a small piece of a long form discussion that we like to have about fantasy football. And also, this is not us, like, raising the alarm for why this league is going to be horrible. I think this oh, league no, is going to be awesome. amazing. Yeah. Super excited about the way that everything's going. Every time I tell family members about it who are big fantasy football people, they're sold on the league from the moment we use the World Cup as a draft selection order. Yes. So, like, I think this league is going phenomenally. Uh, but we just wanted to start long-form discussions and meaningful discussions on, on the things around fantasy football. And, of course, just burn Griffin.
1: Every week. Oh, got to. Hands down. Got to. Yeah, de- yeah. I, I would absolutely agree with that, guys. I, I think uh, our whole goal with this, as I mentioned before, is to have fun, really enjoy the podcast, um, and mostly just hear from you guys of stuff that w- we can talk about, uh, things that you know we can continue just making the league great. Uh, this is not in any way going to be a bash Griffin for being a commissioner. I think britain has been a great commish. Agreed. And agreed. he's been so open to change in the in the league already, which is, I think, absolutely the most beneficial thing that he can do as a commissioner. So, um, yeah, definitely let us know if you guys have any thoughts. We really appreciate you guys listening, and we look forward to continuing to kind of get some heated discussion around how can we make this league a league that lasts, you know, 5, 10 years. Yep. I think that's our goal.
0: Yep, for sure. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, join us next week. We're going to talk draft strategy conversations. How will it be different for a Dynasty startup draft than your normal redraft? This is going to be a lot of speculation because neither of us have done it. Will Joe Zypher pick Deshaun Watson first pick? (laughs) Might happen. You know, you Might can only hope. And, and and could I blame him? I don't know. I got to look at the numbers. I got to figure this stuff out. <laughs> uh, so, and then we'll have a heated discussion, I'm sure, on roster size. Yes. Ben- specifically, I'm bench, sure bench size. Will. It seems like starting rosters are locked in, specifically bench size and IR spots on top of the bench size. Mm-hmm. Um, so, join so, so them all, you know? Let's yeah. get all
1: the NFL players in the roster. Oh, we'll Griffin trade away his entire rookie draft class for the next two years.
0: Oh, I think he will. I think Griffin will absolutely trade his 2020 slot and his 2019 slot. Uh, All of them. And, you know, one through four. Oh, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever number it is, it will get a reference. That, that, that's right. So, so we'll get into that. So um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Respond on Anchor FM if you can. Text us, Facebook message us, start a conversation in the group me. Um, let, let's have some fun discussions on fantasy football. I will uh, see most of you on draft day.